So if you want to execute in games, especially under pressure, you're going to have to learn how to love pressure. And the way you learn how to love pressure is by putting pressure situations into your practice often. So if you want to be great, you need to learn how to love pressure. If you want to love pressure, you need to add situational hitting to your practice. Hey, I'm Ashley Agle. Some of you might know me as Ashley Burkhart, and I'm a former D1 and professional softball player who spent a few years coaching in the college game before deciding to put all of my focus into youth softball players and helping them make their dreams and their goals happen for them. It's our job to help them unleash their potential and become the athletes they've always dreamt of. I come from a small city in the Midwest and didn't let that stop me from making my goal of playing D1 softball a reality. No matter where you live, you have the tools to help you thrive, and I am hoping through this podcast to help you get there. On this podcast, you'll learn from Olympians, Hall of Fame coaches, and elite players what their journeys have been like, and you'll also learn from me and my family a bit of our journey through the game. I'm so excited to have you here, so whip out your notebook and let's learn how we can grow in this game together. Welcome to When the Cleats Come Off. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of When the Cleats Come Off. Let's keep rolling in 2024. I'm so excited to be back recording some episodes, getting back onto some little routine. And I know a lot of you post Christmas holiday season are ready to get back into it because you have big goals for yourself this spring. Maybe it's to make the varsity softball team in high school. Maybe it's to make a great team for travel ball this summer. Maybe it's to win a championship this summer. I want this to be your best year yet as a hitter. And so today I'm going to be giving you five hitting tips that will make your 2024 great if you start implementing these into your training. Now, again, I'm not going to encourage you to start with all five, uh, but I will assume there's probably one that sticks out. And I've shared this before, but you want to find the one that you know needs a little bit more work for yourself. So I know I give a lot of tips and I hope that you adopt them, but each hitter is different and unique in your own way. There's certain things that you're specifically working on that other people aren't. So when I say, for example, number two is swing something heavy, I want you to be able to know that that is an element of your, of your swing that you're trying to get better. So if that's swing speed, if that's Um, just making sure you feel a little bit more connected. I will go into why number two is one of my favorites here in a little bit, but that's the goal of today is to give you tips that you can start doing to help make the training that you're doing from home or, you know, before or after practice, just that extra stuff can help elevate you just a little bit more so that this upcoming season is your best season yet. Now, before I dive into this episode, which I'm really excited about giving you five things to help you um, make this year your best, I need to share a little bit of a story. And this is going away from the topic real quick. I have a dream. (laughs) And no, I'm not Martin Luther King. But back in 2019, I had this lofty dream to build a virtual hitting empire that allowed athletes to work with an elite hitting coach no matter where they lived and what they had access to. Softball has taught me not only how to push through adversity and failure, but also how to be a better teammate and a confident woman who learned how to love pressure and ultimately thrive in it. 
That only came with countless hours of hard work with my dad, my team, and an outstanding hitting coach that I had, and devotion to push for something greater than myself. Insert the Virtual Hitting Academy, which I call VHA. I thought of teenage me, who rode with my dad and eventually drove myself to hitting lessons, two hours there and two hours back from my hometown, every single week. She was the best coach in the area, and with the lofty goal that I made my freshman year of high school of wanting to play at an elite college one day, this felt like the best and, frankly, only option to set myself apart and get me there. It started with the simple swing analysis, drills you could do from home, and an occasional one-on-one coaching Zoom call from your garage, basement, outside, or wherever. It was simple, but I knew that I could be doing more. Through some adjusting, pivoting, and thanks to the boost of technology, it's evolved into something I'm extremely proud of. And that's exactly what I would have wanted when I was growing up in the cold Midwest and needed a roadmap or handholding of what I wanted to work on and needed to work on, especially from home where it was cold six months out of the year. I get it. It's not easy to invest in something you can't physically touch. But what VHA is, is growing the intangibles empowerment, work ethic, leadership, accountability, teamwork, and confidence. I'm so proud of the families who have trusted me and have invested in a program that focuses on each of those. VHA is teaching all of that and then some with hundreds of hours of recorded videos and classes focusing on how to develop your mental skills and toughness, build a stronger mechanical swing, and frankly, how to work your butt off for what you want. Today, VHA consists of a silver monthly membership, which is new, gold six-month membership, and VIP, which is 10 athletes who want the most hands-on attention I can give them in a six-month span. Every one of them has access to live weekly hitting and mental skills workshops, monthly calls with celebrity guest speakers like Natasha Watley, Monica Abbott, Kat Osterman, and more on-demand classes and workshops than you can count, focusing on how you can become a better athlete physically with your swing, your strength, and your nutrition, and mentally your self-talk, your confidence, and playing to your strengths. Two things I'm most excited for you this year inside of VHA is that the gold six-month membership is including a swing analysis, which we've had, but it's now followed by me creating a customized hitting plan for you to do from home. And another new bonus is me checking in with you monthly, where we can see where you're at, what needs to be adjusted to help you reach your goals faster. I could talk about VHA for days, but all in all, you have the goal, and I want to be the one to help you get there. Head to www.ashleybtraining.com and head to the tab VHA to learn anything and everything you need to know about each membership. You're always welcome to join the monthly membership, but doors are closing for the gold and the VIP memberships on January 14th, and they won't be back open until July 1st. That's so I can give everything I have to those athletes in these next six months that are inside of the gold and VIP. Just for sticking with me for this long spiel and to thank you for being here listening to some of my favorite work on this podcast, I wanted to give you $20 off the gold membership, the OG membership, the one where we get to spend six months together on your goals and where we're going to see a ton of progress in your swing and your confidence come in the most important games of your season. All you need to do to redeem that $20 off the gold membership is to type gold 20, that's two zero at checkout, and you'll get $20 off these next six months. That's gold 20 at checkout. 
head to the show notes to find the link and all of the memberships and what you can find in each of them. Or head to www.ashleyvtraining.com to join us today because the future strong and most confident hitter inside you is absolutely worth it. I hope to see you on the inside. All right. I know that was a long spiel, but this is some of my favorite work. And let's talk hitting. Let's talk about how you can level up this year to make this your best year yet. Number one, the first tip I'm going to give you is I need you to become obsessed with the tea. Make it your best friend. The tea was always my problem solver. And talking to a bunch of other elite hitters that are playing or currently played, a lot of them can say the same. Every hitting session always started off the tee so that you can work on your fundamentals so that you can just make sure your body remembers how to get to each pitch in the zone. I know you've heard me talk about the nine spot tee warm up. Um, if you want an in-depth video on what I'm talking about, head to the show notes. But essentially, it's you set up the tee in all nine spots of your strike zone, which is three pitches that are high. That's outside, middle and in three pitches that are middle. And honestly, you're never going to get a ball right in the middle of the plate, but you never know. You might get one. So if you can set it up outside, middle, and inside on that middle height, kind of by your hip, and then low pitches, as low as you can go. If you have a tee that can go lower um, to actually get to your kneecap, which is the bottom of your strike zone, even better. And same thing, you'll go outside, middle, and in. If you do five reps, that's 45 swings. And essentially, this is what my hitting coach from when I was younger taught me what to do or how to do it. And I did that every single day off the tee, even in college and pro. This is the best way to mechanically get your body to know how to get to each pitch and where you want to hit each pitch and where you hit it well. I have learned so much about myself. I have learned so much about what works and what doesn't work with tee work. And I need you to become best friends with your tee. If you're not starting every hitting session off the tee, what are we doing? So a little um, starting point would be the nine spot tee warm up. But I also encourage you to find one or two drills that give you what you need. Essentially, if you are trying to get more power out of your legs, I need you to have an OG power drill for yourself. If that's the knee down drill, you can find all these on my YouTube channel. Or if that's, let's say, the chair drill or the jump back drill, something that gets just a little bit more out of your backside um, to truly get to the ball faster, have that OG drill that you do every single day off the tee. When I was coaching in college, our hitting coach was doing the same thing. She said, hey, all right, you guys go for 10 minutes. Go do the drills that you know you need to do. Um, and they did it every day. <laughs> every day they did this. And it's without a doubt the reason why each hitter can start owning their swing a little bit more is knowing what they need and going and spending, you know, 10 minutes or even five minutes of reps off of the tee. So I will say the nine spot tee warm up, if you do it from beginning to end and you're loading your own tee, it'll take you between 10 and 15 minutes. But I've said it before, if you only have 10 or 15 minutes off just to do anything that day, make it be this. Make it be the repetitiveness of hitting those balls. And yes, I will tell you the most important training is boring. And this is boring. But this is truly what allowed me to become one of those elite hitters was getting to know myself off the tee. So make your tee your best friend. Got it? All right. Number two, I'm going to encourage you to swing something heavy. 
I went to convention in December and I got to know the owner of Camwood. And he makes those heavy bats where there's weight by your hands. And I came home with some and my hitters have been going nuts with them. Every day we're using some sort of a heavy bat, whether it's that or whether it's my new pro velocity bat that I spend. I spend a lot of money on it, but I will say to combine swing speed and connection between lower and upper body, you don't really feel that with something light in your hand or even just our normal bat. But when you have to swing something a little heavier than that, and when I say a little heavier than that, I'm not saying grab something that's five pounds heavier than your bat. That's ridiculous. But something that's like within, I would say, one to three just ounces, maybe five ounces heavier than what you swing, it's going to be hard to get it around. But if you want to square it up with that heavy bat, you're going to have to use your legs and you're going to have to have a good sequencing between your lower half, your, then your core, then your upper half. So working from the ground up is essential with swinging something heavy. So highly recommend, highly recommend that you find something a little bit heavier than your own bat. Maybe that's just, you know, your brother or sister had a little bit heavier of a bat before you've had it. Um, again, just I would say between one to maybe four or five ounces, five ounces is going to feel real heavy. So I would flirt with that three ounces heavier, but swing that and actually hit pitches with it, hit it off a front toss. You're going to be late, but you're going to have to focus on your lower half a ton. But when you pick up your normal bat, you're going to see yourself getting two balls so much quicker. And that sequencing is going to feel more comfortable. So if you want to increase your strength, you want to increase your bat speed, You want to have more control of your own bat. I need you to swing something heavy. And it's ironic. I started using these cam woods and I know Erin Koffel, who's been on the podcast. She's a two-time All-American from Kentucky. She swings these like crazy. Like if you go to her Instagram and you see her use these, she is so strong and she's one of the best hitters in the nation because she uses these cam woods. And occasionally she'll share what sequences that she uses the bats with. She has a one-handed trainer. She has the big heavy trainer. She even hits off of live pitching with another one of their trainers. It's insane how much she uses these, but it's no doubt why she hits home runs all the time. She swings that bat often and she pushes herself and she gets so strong with this. But I actually asked her what her code was for these camwood bats. If you've been thinking about getting a camwood, Her code for, I think it's 10% off, could be $10 off, but I think it's 10% off, is Koffel10. So that's C-O-F-F-E-L-1-0, Koffel10. We'll get you, I think it's like 10% off if you want to dive into Camwoods. And that's on top of the deals that they have right now around the holidays. Um, I just wanted to put that out there if that's something that you wanted to get. But you don't have to go buy fancy tools. If you already have heavy bats around, or you have a teammate who you know has older siblings, have bigger bats, whatever it is, you can find these things and you don't have to pay for it. So I just wanted to give an option if you're looking into Camwoods, um, that Pro Velocity bat, I don't have a code for you for that. That one is a very expensive tool. It is currently my favorite hitting tool right now, but it essentially uses resistance bands and 
the the clicking noises, you're trying to find two clicks, which means your barrel's in the zone early and the first click is around contact, which is where we want our fastest barrel to be. And then the second click is once we push through and then roll over. Um, essentially, it's working on getting your hands through the ball as well. It's just the coolest tool ever. But I test my hitters by adding, you know, one resistance band every once in a while to really push them to use their lower half a bit more. But again, you don't have to spend $450 on this tool. Just go find something a little bit heavy, heavier than what you use. Maybe it's mom and dad's old uh, slow pitch bat. Could be that too. Swing something heavy, swing it often. All right, number three, this is probably the biggest reason why me switching from the left side to the right side, or wait, throw that the other way, from the right side to the left side when I was around 11 or 12 years old, this next one is the reason why I was able to become a lefty, true lefty hitter and kind of look like a true lefty hitter. You know those lefties that move from the right to the left and you can kind of tell this is not where they grew up hitting it. It wasn't natural for them. My goal was to become as natural of a lefty hitter so people never knew I was ever a righty. I don't know why that was my goal. Probably so that I could fool the defense with a bunt or a slap every once in a while. But that goal of mine was able to happen because I did one-arm training. I used one-arms often. How it started was I would take, uh, let's say, my old t-ball bat or just a really tiny bat, and I would hit the ball off the tee. And my goal was to try to hit something hard up the middle with it. So I would take, you know, let's say my right arm, which is my lead arm as a lefty, and I would try to hit some sort of a line drive up the middle. And then I would go to my back arm, and then I'd keep alternating back arm, front arm, back arm, front arm. Um, I'll give you a sequence here in a second, but essentially swinging that bat, by the way, at the very beginning was terrible. I would swing and miss sometimes. I would hit dinkers. I wouldn't hit it well at the beginning, but over time, getting stronger with my right arm individually, and then especially my left arm, which is my non-dominant arm, learning the sequence of how to get through a ball with my left arm made me so much better as a hitter when I had two hands on the bat. Like I'm telling you, when I would do one arms, and this is the sequence that I wanted to share with you, I would hit five balls with my right arm, then go five balls with my left arm. And this is just off the tee, remember? Then I'd go four and four, three, three, two, two, one, one. I'm calling it the five, four, three, two, one method. Once I did that, I would then pick up my own bat and I would do a drill called extension, which is essentially, some people call it half swings. I don't like that term only because... To me, if I'm half swinging, I'm not, I'm swinging at 50%, but some people call it half swings. Essentially it's, I'm going to swing as hard as I possibly can through the ball. And then I'm going to pause my hands at extension. That itself felt so much easier when I had two hands on my bat. My bat felt lighter because I just gained strength with my individual arms. And also just the, the swing path was way more intact because I had to over time and failing a ton had to hit with one arm and a mini bat, a ball up the middle. And that mini bat beat me up often. Like when I was trying to hit off the tee, I was pulling the crap out of it with my right arm because my right arm was the dominant arm. It tried to do everything. And then I would try to use my left arm and that ball would barely go anywhere. It was a struggle at the beginning. And I wanted to just emphasize this because if you know that this is something you need to do and you want to dive into it, it probably won't look pretty at first. 
But over time, it was like the easiest thing ever because I had done thousands and thousands and thousands of reps of this. Holding my own bat, I had way more respect for having two hands on the bat. I'll tell you that. But also, I was getting through balls better than I ever had before. So using one arms and maybe that 5-4-3-2-1 method, you can mess around with it. The key is to just not do one arm for 30 reps because your one arm can't do that for 30 reps. It'll get too tired. So that alternating between reps is a good way to kind of give one arm a break. But over time, by the time you're at two or one reps each, you should feel a little bit smoother, a little bit better than maybe that first round of five. So that's my method. I will say... All hitters have a dominant arm, which is probably your throwing arm. For you righties, that's your dominant arm. And then your left hand would be your weaker arm. I literally called that arm for myself my lucky fin. So if you have that weaker arm, which basically all of us do, it's really important to do individualized training with it so that you could emphasize maybe your hips a little bit more. Because in order to get that bat around still to this day, I have to focus on my hips being fast in order for that arm to be fast. And I had to have a loose grip to make it happen. So all in all, use one arm training. I would say everybody should be doing this. Um, and I would say start with a mini bat. And But if you're one of my older athletes, my high school athletes, you know, have big lofty goals to hit the ball hard and far often, I would say... Start with a mini bat, but then really try to use your own bat and just choke up on it. Because if you can choke up on that heavier bat now, you really got to emphasize the lower half. Choke up on it. And one thing that I didn't mention with this, sorry, I'm kind of all over the place. Hopefully you're still with me, is don't do like a full swing with your arm when you're when you're hitting, whether it's a you know heavier your bat or a mini bat. Try to finish at that extension where your elbow and your hand are pointing towards the pitcher and that barrel is now pointing towards the pitcher. Finish that extension so you can build the right habits of making sure you're not just getting to it, but also getting through it. Because a lot of times when I see people, you know, do a full swing, they'll be so, they'll emphasize the pull, the going off the ball that they'll get to contact and then they'll pull off of it to their pull side and that ball won't go anywhere or it'll just sink down um, and spin downward. You want that ball to have some lift without trying to lift it. But that happens from that angle to and through the ball and finishing that barrel out in front of you. Okay, leading me to number four is this one should be done every single time that you train is to do some sort of situational hitting. Situational hitting is essentially putting yourself into a situation to help prepare you for something that will happen in a game. So maybe you're just doing T work and front toss in practice this week. And you know you want to do a little bit more intentional work. Put yourself into some situation. Let's say a lot of people, a lot of the dreamers out there, they'll put themselves into the most heightened pressure situation they can think of. Bottom of the seventh, runner at second and third, you're down by one. It's up to you putting yourself in that situation and what you would do or focus on and doing that sort of mental practice over and over and over will help make that actual situation that will come up for you one day, likely, you'll be more prepared for it instead of the first time you're seeing yourself in this situation is in that live situation. 
If you want to be a clutch hitter who loves pressure, you need to add situational hitting. Coaches, highly recommend you have a certain cage where you do this at practice, or let's say you end a practice where you have, you know, a full game going on or some sort. Actually, I highly recommend this one. Have your full defense out there, a hitter at the plate and just throw a front toss but have some sort of runners on base or simulate runners. Say, hey, there's a runner at second. Take a second to develop your plan and then go attack it. I work with hitters every week and occasionally we'll work on this situational hitting and I'll see hitters that I'll say, okay, runners at second, two outs. And all of a sudden, like they don't take that second to build that plan in their head. They just grab their bat and stand in the box. That's not enough time for you to visualize yourself succeeding. So recommend if you do this, give yourself an extra three seconds, five seconds, whatever, kind of look around and plan it, see it happen, whether that's you see yourself from a distance executing it or whether you see yourself in your shoes executing it, create the plan and have the mission in mind of where you're trying to hit it and then go and make it happen. This situational hitting And being able to pause to create that plan will simulate a game so much more because you have a lot of seconds between pitch, every pitch that's thrown. So if you're just hitting balls off the tee and it's like runners at second and then you just hit another ball and then without, you know, a breath, you're hitting another ball, runners second, you're not truly putting yourself into a game-like situation. So if you want to execute in games, especially under pressure, you're going to have to learn how to love pressure. And the way you learn how to love pressure is by putting pressure situations into your practice often. So if you want to be great, you need to learn how to love pressure. If you want to love pressure, you need to add situational hitting to your practice. You can do it in front toss. You can do it at bats off of pitchers. You can do it off the tee when nobody's watching. Just put yourself in your in your shoes that you'll be in in the future. This is an element that it's hard to teach But I'm telling you, if you start putting in the reps here, you are going to be more mentally prepared for games. So if you need to be better mentally this season, this is your thing. I would start here. All right. Last but not least, of course, it's actually probably the most important, is timing is crucial. Timing is something that I would hate for you at the beginning of the season to truly struggle with. Why am I saying this? Because everybody struggles with this at the beginning. Everyone, I remember coming off of my basketball season and then literally a week later we had softball tryouts and my timing was the biggest thing that I struggled with because I haven't seen a live pitcher in months. So if you want to not be one of the people that has hiccups in regards to timing early this spring, go work on your timing. Maybe it's once a week. Maybe it's twice a week. That's probably more than people are doing across the nation. And obviously, the more times you do it, the better. But do you want to play catch up or do you want to be ahead of the curve? High schoolers, if you're trying to make an impression at at tryouts, don't do what I did and not see a pitcher for three months. Go, maybe it's get a pitcher to throw to you, you know, a couple times the week before your tryout. You will feel much better and more prepared if you do that. Go find a live pitcher to throw to you. If you don't have a live pitcher, maybe you do a drill like the three plate drill, where essentially you have the normal plate in the cage. You have a plate 
located about a foot behind that one. And then you have a plate located a foot in front of that one. And you just work on front toss. Once you start dominating off a of front toss in that timing drill, then add a machine. I don't love machines, but if you don't have access to a live pitcher, use a machine. Get yourself on time. If you find yourself hitting the ball way behind you, you're super late to it. I need you to try to start your load sooner. Try to focus on maybe even pulling it if you're way behind. That's how we can kind of work our way to make sure timing is something that we are working on more. Um, But without the right mentality with timing, you're just going to like be hitting balls all over the place and not know why. So if timing is something you struggle with, please, please, please find a way to get in front of front toss. Maybe do that three plate drill to, to really adjust your timing because you're going to have to wait on that back plate and that first plate, that ball is going to get to you pretty quick. Um, but the whole goal is to be able to see pitches. And if you can see a ball out of, you know, a coach throwing front toss, if you can see a ball with maybe somebody throwing a simulated pitch or even better live pitching every once in a while, that's what's going to prepare you. College softball teams as like literally practices are starting now. They are doing live hitting probably every day of practice because they do not want to get to their games in February and be the team that can't touch the ball or be on time. So they're going to be hitting off their pitchers often, and it's going to be hard, and you're probably going to stink at first. But I'd rather you stink at first in your training than stink at first in your first game come spring. Does that make sense? So do a lot of timing drills. All right, that is my five hitting tips that will make your 2024 great. And again, I hope that you adopt a little piece of all of these, but if this feels like an overwhelming list and that's just too much for you to handle right now, go grab one. Go grab the one that'll be, I always say it, your biggest needle mover. The one, if you dive into this, you're going to see the most progress on yourself and on your swing. Um, I know when I was in college, I probably would have chosen situational hitting because I needed to be mentally stronger in order to be one of those elite hitters on the field. Um, when I was in high school, probably timing was the biggest one that I would stand out right now. But then even before that middle school, when I switched from the right side to the left side, one arm would be my biggest one. But I gave you five so that you can choose the biggest one right now, the biggest one or two that you know will help you find the most success in the future. Coaches, parents, if you're listening, help your athlete figure out which one is for them. Make sure, coaches, you're putting these things into your practices because these are like those little tiny things that are easily forgotten that we're playing catch up come season on some of these things when in reality, come game times, come season, we shouldn't have to be diving deep into these skills as much because we should just be trusting our training and going after it and just competing in games. So now is the time. It's winter. It's off season. I know some of you are playing games right now, but these aren't the most important games of your season. This is the time where we should be honing in on some of these little things that are easily forgotten so that your best games come in 2024. Okay. If you love this episode, you know the drill. Please like, share, subscribe to the podcast. When I say share, share it with your buddy. Share it with your teammate that you know wants to thrive with you. Share it with your coaching buddy who you're like always riffing with to try to make practices better share it with them. And if you write a review, that's like the best way to boost this podcast up the charts and you and I can work together to make that happen. Um, But all in all, if you stuck with me at the very beginning, doors are about to close for VHA. 
Um, the Virtual Hitting Academy is some of the most fun work that I do. I love the fact that I am now going to get a little bit deeper and dive a little bit more into those gold members, especially those VIPs. Um, you're going to get a ton of my attention these next six months. I really, really, really want you to make your goals happen in 2024. And I truly want to be that person to help you. So go jump in, get that $20 off with that code that I gave you earlier. Jump into VIP, jump into gold, wherever you feel like you're the best fit. I try to make you know three rounds for people all over the spectrum that might want my attention um, as a hitting coach. But I, overall, I want you to, to thrive this year. And this is the best way that I can help you do that. So become a VIP or become a gold member. Either way, I get to see you sometimes every week and I just can't wait for it. So head to the show notes for the exact link for all three of the memberships or head to my website, www.ashleybtraining.com. Don't forget the www part. Go dive in. I can't wait to see who I get to work with this year. I am stoked. All right. Don't forget, stay awkward, stay humble, keep smiling, and I'll see you next week.